Hey everyone, today is Tuesday the 15th of November 2016. This is The Gap, episode 346. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guroy is here again tonight. I am. I uh, tried to coax Nathan in, but he's watching a film. He's off watching a film. A yeah. film. A film, because I thought he would like to talk about Dishonored, uh, uh-huh. which he very much did want to. Yep. But he had the films to go see. A lot of films coming out. A lot of films. I've got, I'm going to uh, some Brad Pitt movie next week. Yeah, I saw a, um, like, when I was standing in line uh, to collect my tickets the other night, I saw him on the TV and I was like, oh, okay, he's got a film coming out. What'd you go see? Uh, Arrival. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're saying. Uh, that's um, Prisoners, right? Uh, yeah, the guy that directed Prisoners. Um, and he also made, well, he's making the new Blade Runner film. Right. Uh, which I looked at, I looked that up and I was like, oh, shit. All right, fair enough. That might be all right. Um, he also did the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where uh, I think it was called... Oh, shit. Here we go. This, uh, <laughs> the game good. we like to play where Jove and Luke don't know, don't what, know, don't know what he thinks. What, what happens in it? Um, it's like Jake Gyllenhaal and he he's watching a movie and then he recognizes someone in it and it's because it's him. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, oh, I haven't seen it. The double or something. What's that? The double? Uh, I don't think that's what it's called, but... That's yeah. up, that's a very similar plot to a movie called The Double. Okay. I think. I think. Well, fuck. I think it's that movie. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, I, I didn't realize that this guy made Prisoners because um, fucking love that movie. It was amazing. It was my favorite film that year. Uh, and I think The Arrival might be my favorite film of this year. Look out. So, yeah. Bit we'll early, to- isn't it? Bit There's early. so many movies left. I know. No, so many months left in the... In the year. There's a few things that like Harry Potter's coming out this week. Um, well, not Harry Potter, but the, the prequel, uh, which I've got tickets for already. And then uh, Rogue One is like a month from now. Enemy. Enemy. That's what it was. Enemy. Okay. Well, now I don't have to watch that. Thanks for nothing. I didn't spoil uh, it for you. I think you did because you just told me the fucking plot. Well, no, that's like, that's what it's based on. Like that is the premise of the story. I would. I don't watch trailers, so I wouldn't know that, would I? Well, you wouldn't have watched it anyway. Anyway, go fucking watch that. It's it's a bit weird. It's a weird movie. Um, but Arrival is really good. It's very um, like I had not heard of this film at all until the someone wrote something on Twitter and was like, "It's the best science fiction film I've seen this year, or best film I've seen this year." And I was like, what "The fuck's that?" And looked it up. And I was like, "Holy shit!" It's got like ninety six percent Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and it had like one hundred and fifty reviews. Yep. So I thought, well, I should probably go see that. Um, so yeah, went and watched it on the weekend. Really good, really good film. You should go watch it. I think, I'm going I think to we'd enjoy it's it tomorrow. I think or Thursday, one or the other. Yeah, I'm curious as to whether you'd like it. I, I, I don't know why. Um, I th- it's once you've seen it, I'll talk to you about it. But it's got some. Uh, I think it draws some influences from some other stuff that I really like. Uh, and I'm not sure that you like that stuff, so... Yeah, you love some garbage, huh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, boy, do I love some garbage. You love some garbage. What's your favorite movie of all time again? When? This year? No, all time, I said. All time? Uh, yep. Probably 500, 500 Days of Summer. Amazing. Amazing. That is just a world-class terrible pick. Um, Followed by Predator. <laughs> like... Predator is a perfectly respectable answer. It's you know you're not you're not 
There's no pretense there. I mean, my my pick is fucking Die Hard. There's no pretense there. It's just I like a fucking I like a movie where a dude kills some fucking terrorists. There's that's it. That's that's all there is to that story. But yeah. no, you're like ah oh, yeah fucking the little kid from fucking Dirty Rock from the Sun hey. and the manic pixie dream girl stereotype. He was going to be Batman, all right? Some shit. He was going to be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, I'm, I'm standing up today. I'm podcasting standing up. Something different. You're standing up? Why? <laughs> Why? So I've been... I haven't felt that great the last, like, week and a half. Sure. Pretty much since I got back from... Um, uh, I think Melbourne pretty much knocked me around in terms of, like, just hay fever shit allergies um and like my uh my nose has just been like completely stuffy for like a week and basically since i got to fucking melbourne um and it gets really like blocked up and shit when i'm sitting down i've noticed is like the worst but when i'm standing up it's perfectly fine so i've um yeah i thought i'd do tonight standing up i have to go see a doctor to figure out what the fuck is wrong but it's quite annoying (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's yeah. weird hmm. well fair enough uh, yeah. I, I'm doing something different this, this week as well what are you doing it's the first time I'm podcasting as a 33 year old oh that's right I forgot to mention that you're actually podcasting on your birthday night that's why I asked you like did you still want to podcast tonight yeah because dedication yeah I'm all over it all over it what'd you get uh, I got a board game table really where are you putting that uh, it's, it's like portable, so we can store it away. Okay. And just um, crack it out when we're playing board games. Which how is big awesome. is it? Uh, quite big. It's not like fucking Wilkes' table, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a, I don't know, good two meters and it's sort of octagonal. Yep. Uh, so it's, you know, two meters each way. It's like a poker table, pretty much. But, oh, cool. uh big enough to fit a like full gamer's scythe on it so that's good mm-hmm. and yeah uh and i got um a new keep cup um which is how i drink my coffee and apparently some more stuff is on its way but hasn't arrived yet yeah that's uh yeah so yeah pretty cool nice pretty cool yeah um and i had the fucking most amazing pork chops for dinner so yeah winning Cool. Anyway, um, so yeah, thirty three. I thought I was thirty four all day. Okay, and then you just realised. Uh, yeah, my mum, my mum sent me a message She's like, uh something about you know, can't believe you're thirty three. I'm like, mum, I'm thirty four. What the fuck? She's like, uh, no, you're not. You're born in eighty three. It's twenty sixteen. Yeah, thirty three. Maths. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, fair enough. Fuck. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I don't really. I think you get to a point where you just don't give a fuck anymore. After 30, I think it's just, it's not important anymore. Yeah. Who's keeping count? I, I certainly am not. No. Um, but yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, mum, for reminding me of the exact time. Cheers. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that. Cool. Uh, should we talk about Scythe then? Scythe. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Uh, so Scythe's a board game. I bought it fucking ages ago. Uh, and I've been itching to play it ever since, but it's sort of a. It's like a five max players type dealio. Um, 
there there is an expansion so you can have it up to seven um but yeah at the moment i've only got five and we've sort of got our board game group is sort of six players uh at least most of the time so uh you don't really want to be all like yeah sorry you just have to sit out while we play this 90 minute long game uh so yeah instead we were um i don't know just hanging out for an opportunity when um i guess only four people are available and that was this weekend because you were off doing something instead of hanging out with me on my birthday for whatever fucking reason so um (laughs) well i think i only got told about it like the day before yeah i think i don't know i i was only told about it the like night before so night before it's supposed to be some surprise or some shit um well surprise to me certainly well there you go we went to uh, the, yeah. we went to the zoo and then the movies so oh so, yeah we'd already bought that um so anyway so it's one of these like european games there's this i don't know if like everyone listening or even you are uh really up on the like way that board games are going these days but they're sort of split into these different I don't know, formats, and one of the formats is European games. And European games are generally for, like, lunatics. Apparently, the Germans fucking love these, like, hyper-complex trading games. Yeah. But the games where you have to spend, like, six hours watching a guy on YouTube explain it to you because reading a book in front yep. of six people is not fun. Exactly. <laughs> And the book for Scythe is fucking bananas. It is ridiculous uh, how, like, how fucking thick it is. And there's, I think, a supplemental book alongside it as well. But uh, the, like, really good thing about the game is that once, like, it, what it does really fucking well is that it sort of displays all the elements of the game for you while you're playing so it's it's not like like once you've learned the rules there's not really any chance that you're necessarily going to forget them because you can look at your like your faction board and you can instantly see what is available to you and so let's say you want to do an upgrade you can see what you're able to upgrade because the board presents that information for you at all time. All the information in the game is presented to you in a way that is really easy to understand. It's like not, it doesn't use words or anything like that. It's all iconography. And so like it's able to, like you're always able to fucking understand it, which is really fucking cool. Like it's awesome Um, because you don't have to keep like going back to the the book and shit, which is something that was happening quite a bit with uh, Arkham Horror when we played it. Mm-hmm. Like we kept having to be all like, I, I'll just I'll just check the book. But in this, if someone was like, uh, "What can I do now?" I was I could just say, "Oh, well, okay." So on your board, uh, you want to you've just moved, you made a move, you can't do a move again, so now you have to trade. <coughs> Uh, and to trade, uh, you have to pay whatever is in a red square and you will gain whatever is in a green square. Yeah. And that's it. Like, too easy. Like, everyone fucking gets it, uh, which is really cool. And so, as a result, the YouTube video you have to 
like it's it's still a super complicated game but the youtube video you have to watch is only like 30 minutes long which isn't actually that bad um and we turn it into a drinking game so yeah uh, like a lot of games seem to be like we've played a couple where um you've kind of got to read the rules and figure out how to how to like most of preparation is in setting it up and then once you set it up and have that first round you're pretty much good because they'll have the instructions on the board yeah um like i remember the legendary game we played uh, a while back had like the like step one step two step three kind of written on the board and i think arkham horror might have had that as well yeah yeah but yeah so uh, yeah, Arkham Horror had some of the details written on it, but like everything in this is presented in a way that isn't. There's it's not words, right? It's all just it's like shapes and colors, and so you just have to remember a few really basic rules. Like if it's red, you have to pay it. If it's green, that's what you gain. If it's a square, it's an upgrade. If it's a cylinder, it's a um, deployable or whatever the fuck uh, like shit like that. And so, to to that end, yeah, it's it's super simple for everyone. Like, I could very much now teach anyone to play it. It wouldn't be a problem. Like, uh, we wouldn't have to rewatch the uh, YouTube, and people who wanted to play it with me wouldn't have to watch the YouTube first, and they wouldn't be at a significant disadvantage uh, because I could just like teach them the very simple reminders and they'd always have the same like level of understanding as I do, which is really fucking cool. But uh, like to go into a little bit more detail, it's a, it's a game where you're, um, you're trying to rule over Europa, which is this alternate history Europe that has been split up um, post world war one. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to gain resources uh, that you can convert to cash and whoever has the most cash at the end of the game uh, wins. And one of the other things you can do is sort of like deploy these mechs. And so it's got mechs in it and each faction has different mechs, uh, different like shaped mechs. And so to like, to that extent uh, there's like a personality to each faction and you can sort of, like march around the the game board and impose your will upon uh the game but there isn't actually all that much combat going on like there were i think two battles in our in our entire first game and most of it was just us uh like posturing uh, at one point, I, I was on the there's a center square or center hexagon. And I was occupying it, uh, and I managed to steal a shitload of stuff off um, my wife's faction. Like, I just sort of swooped in, and uh, she had, like, a a lone worker sitting there. I swooped in, snagged all that shit, and got the fuck out again. Um, And she wasn't happy about it, so she, uh, like, bargained with uh, Nate's girlfriend, Katie, to come attack me. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I bargained back. I'm like, look, if you don't attack me, I will pay you, uh, a shitload of gold, but I can't pay you this turn because I need, I don't have it, but I will have it next turn. So I can, I can outpay what she's promising. I just need the extra turn to be able to actually do it. And, um, so Katie was like, yeah, sure. 
um, okay, we'll do that then. You, you have to pay me a, a whole bunch of money. Uh, I took my turn and I got the fuck out of there with all my stuff. Um, so it was just like instead of actually fighting, it's just about talking away around fights and stuff like that because uh, fights are sort of a blind auction type thing. You've got this power rating that you, at, at the bottom of the board uh, and you can earn more power as you play, but every time you are... Every time you go into battle, you bid the uh, a portion of that power up to a max of seven, and then you can play a card as well, uh, a, like combat card, which can boost that number. But uh, if so, if I've got the same amount of power as you do, uh, then it's sort of like, well, are you going to bet all of your power just to win this? Because it'll leave you without any power at all. And so you'll be in a bit of a pickle if someone else attacks you afterwards. <clears throat> and so, yeah, you got to like, you got to not only bank against how much they're actually going to play, but how much you'll need in the next couple of turns as well until you can get your power sources back and stuff like that. And yeah, so that's, you know, combat exists, but it's not really about combat, which is cool. Like, it's just sort of a different way of thinking about the sort of forex uh, concept, mm-hmm. which is like it is sort of, it is pretty much a forex game uh, in the civilization sense, in that you're attempting to like take control of land and you're attempting to explore out and find new stuff. There are these encounter cards that you can pick up if you encounter things and stuff like that um so yeah oh it's cool i like it nice yeah um, is, is it one a- of those games where you have to like is it quick like are you playing it for can you play it a couple times or is it like no nah, it's like 90 to 90 minutes to two hours at least i think um well the first one obviously took us a lot longer but yeah even after that like you can get into a bit of a groove but as soon as like negotiations begin it sort of slows down to a crawl again but like yeah it is one of those games where you can sort of plan your next move while your opponent uh is making their move and uh so that can speed things up again so once people do get into the rhythm uh it can speed up a bit but yeah you're not going to get a couple of games in i think uh, unless you're going for a very long time, but way we drink doesn't usually happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, anything else to talk about with that one? Uh, no, no, no. It's very good. I'm hoping to get the expansion. Then we play. We can play six players. It'd be good. Seven or seven players. Yes, or seven. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about Squad. You guys have been playing this a bunch this week. Yeah. So Squad had a free weekend, but I've had it for ages. Uh, it's based very, very heavily on uh, Project Reality, which is a mod for Battlefield 2. Um, and we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Project Reality and Squad are both these hyper-realistic uh, shooters where uh, not only are you like you're sort of uh you're dead in one shot sort of shit 
but uh, there's like suppression systems and um, like full blown bleeding and like medics don't just run up with a syringe and stab people and stab, 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 stab. If you want to medic someone, you've got to like in a squad, you've got to patch up their bleeding and then you've got to actually heal them back to a state where they're awake again. Um, and uh, yeah, then you can get them back on their feet. But like the whole time, if they're dead, if they just got shot, then there's a very, very, very high chance that whoever shot them can see you if you're out trying to make them. So you got to deal with that kind of shit as well. And like, there's no, like you don't have a mini Mac highlighting them every time they fire and you can't spot people and all this kind of shit. Like it's, uh, it's one of those games where, yeah, it's it takes itself very seriously and everyone who plays it tends to take it very seriously as well. And so you join like a squad and the squad leader will tell you what you need to do. And you basically have to follow their orders. And if they know what they're doing, then yeah, like it actually really enhances significantly enhances the game. And if they don't know what they're doing, then it can actually be quite detrimental to the game experience. And so that's sort of it's like that's sort of the burden of games where you're leaving a lot of responsibility on the players, I suppose. Like if people are shit, then you're going to have a shit time. But on the other hand, the experiences you have when people are awesome are that much better. So swings and roundabouts, right? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, squad free weekend, we got a bunch of people into it, um, into play it and stuff. And, uh, it was fucking, it was good fun. Like I, I was just sort of rolling around with our, uh, a couple of members from our, our usual crew and, um, Vyaran is an old school project reality squad leader. So, uh, he like, he's full blown into that shit and he's able to like, he'll point out, where you need to go and what you need to do. And like, he like thinks about shit and sort of military tactics terms. And while I'm thinking about shit and I wonder how many people I can get, like how many kills I can get terms and shit like that. But if you follow what he's like, he's pointing out, if he's like, all right, we're going to go to this compound and we're going to hold it, uh, because they're going to, they're going to come through here. Um, if you do it, like if you just go, if you're like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then you just go off and do your own thing. You might run into them and you might have a firefight and you might get like a kill or two. But if you do what he's said you should do, then like you're in a highly defensible position. They roll in and the firefight that you have in that situation is so much fucking better because like there's fucking bullets fucking pinging all over the place. You're firing downrange at them. Um, I, I I wasn't even trying to hit people most of the time because I was playing medic a fucking lot. And I uh, it's not like I couldn't hit people. I just it was more about I was so busy trying to keep everyone fucking up and alive that I I would see someone like see an enemy and I just take a couple of fucking shots at them enough to get the the suppression mechanic shake 
of their screen, the blur of their screen up so that they couldn't shoot me and I'd duck back because it's more important for a medic to fucking be alive to get people up than it is for me to get a bunch of kills. I wound up finishing like second uh, second in our squad behind this dude who had like fucking 40 kills or some shit. Uh, um, and I had, uh, I was zero and three in our squad and everyone else had a bunch of fucking kills. I had zero kills and I died three times. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was still second because I was keeping people fucking alive and I was getting people up out of some awful shit because one of the things you've got is like smoke grenades. And so if someone goes down, you pop some smoke between them and their shooter and you wait a little bit and you crawl out and it's so fucking tense while you're crawling along the ground, like basically begging to not get seen. And then you fucking, you get them up and you try and coax them to hide in a fucking corner. They crawl into a corner and then you finish get it, like you finish healing them. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the medic experience. Yep. The rest, like it's squads just, it's just one of those games where, yeah, you get in, you get out what you put in. Like it's more fun when you go gung ho and you, play along with the military fantasy or whatever the fuck and yeah that kind of shit um if you want to just like sort of ping people all over the place and do whatever then um yeah it's probably better to just stick with battlefield that's one of the like that's the that's the thing um but yeah you can get so much out of a game of squad one of the fucking hilarious things that happened was uh i got pinged and uh our forward operating base our fob went down um while like just after i got pinged uh and so when i respawned uh, i respawned as a heavy machine gunner and i had to respawn all the way back at base and so i got a lift with uh, another squad in a um transport truck and so I'm sitting there in this transport truck and we're fucking tearing along and I'm like, um, I need to go to grid square, blah, blah. And the squad leader is, oh, it's all proxy chat as well, which is fucking awesome yeah. for two reasons. Cause, uh, it means that you can hear when they're talking near you, uh, the enemy is talking near you. So you can hear when they're fucking yapping on their squad comms and stuff like that, which means if you're going to, if you're trying to be sneaky, you have to exercise radio silence, which is fucking badass. Um, but it's also good cause yeah, you can sort of just shoot the shit without like blowing up everyone else's shit. Like you don't have to sit on fucking squad chat yapping about whatever the fuck it is you want to yap about. You can just sort of sit on proxy and be all like, Oh, Hey, how's everyone going? Um, Hey, I need to go to grid F six and the squad leaders, like the squad leader or the other, like the different squad leader is like, Oh yeah, no, we're not going anywhere near there. So, uh, you can sit there, you like you can jump out now if you like and walk over or you can come with us. And I'm like, Yeah, I'll come with you. Hmm. Don't really want to walk over. Takes like it's again, it's it's one of those, you know, uh military sim games where if you're walking somewhere it takes fucking forever because you're managing stamina and everywhere's a realistic distance, so it takes you fucking thirty seconds to cover a hundred meters and shit. Anyway, so we're driving along in the back of this fucking truck and uh you hear like I'm I'm sort of working out how I'm going to get back to my squad on the map, and I close the map, and then there's this fucking tearing sound, like um, 
and uh like it's the same sound that you hear in every single military sim ever it's the sound that a rocket makes when it's coming way too close to you and it crashes into the ground um into a like a fucking embankment uh next to our truck and like everyone i'm sitting on the left hand side of this fucking truck uh this transport truck uh along with like two other dudes the four dudes on the right hand side of this truck dead instantly dead uh they all fucking fall out of the truck uh anyone who wasn't dead but fell out of the truck dead when they hit the ground because we're traveling at fucking 80 kilometers an hour. We're fucking tearing down this road. I squeal like a little girl, uh, as I always do whenever anything shocks me in a game. Uh, and uh, my screen is like flashing red. So I am 100% bleeding out. Um, I, I, I jump on the comms tell the squad leader oh, hey I'm, I'm bleeding out and the squad leader's like yeah so am I so is everyone just hold on and uh, he like turns off the road and just drives straight at the where the fucking rocket came from and uh, we bust into this fucking compound and we all slam up against the wall and we all patch ourselves up and uh, lie on the ground and fucking start unleashing fire into the walls and just on anything that moves because everything here is hostile. Uh, I got like three kills and then uh, I got pinged and I was definitely dead. There were no medics nearby. Um, yeah, I think like, I think all up we must've gotten like 10 kills out of this kamikaze run or well, we we're all proper fucked. Um, wasn't the best use of a truck, a transport truck, but uh, still fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Then after after that, I respawned as a sniper and uh, sat all the way up the back, just picking people off, uh, trying to get like used to how the game uses sights and stuff, um, practicing that kind of shit because it's it's got like bullet drop and stuff. But I wasn't. It was taking me quite a bit of effort to work out the bullet drop exactly. So yeah anyway cool yeah so what, what's the objective are you trying to take someone's base or something oh yeah so uh yeah so squad has two different objectives uh both of them i believe are based on um project reality uh objectives um one is like conquest in battlefield uh except uh in project reality and squad both you can't take any just any flag you have to go from a to b to c to D, to E, to F, to G, to H, to I, to J, and vice, and, and the reverse if you're on the other team. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, that's that's just, a, it's a bit more structured. Like, by being able to know where your enemy is going to next, you're able to sort of uh, plan things a little bit more. I think it's helpful for squad leaders to like to properly pick what they're going to do next. Uh, The other one is a mode where these weapons caches spawn uh, all over the map. 
in random places. And so you've got two sides, the Americans and the insurgents. And uh, if you're on the insurgents team, you have to protect these caches from being blown up. And if you're on the American team, you have to find them, but you don't know where they are. So you basically have to, you get sort of intel. When you kill enemies, you get intel that sort of points you in the direction of the stuff. And so once you've got the intel, you then have to move over to like whatever compound uh, the intel is telling you. And then you sort of search room by room. But at the same time, the insurgents know where you're going to. So they'll try and defend it. And that's that's a really cool one as well because you can sort of like there's two there's layers to it because if you're an insurgent, uh, if like if you're an, a U.S. soldier and you roll into a, a like base uh, like an area and there's a fucking shitload of insurgents in there, um, then yeah, you're gonna fight as hard as you can to try and take that compound because there's a good chance that the cache is in there and they're trying to protect it. But if you're an insurgent, maybe you just set up at a compound a block closer to the Americans and you defend that to the death. And so if they do manage to overtake like overtake the uh, compound, you can roll into the, the compound with the cache and set up while they're searching room by room for this cache that isn't in there. It's in the other fucking compound. And that, like, there's, yeah, there's that kind of shit, which is really cool. So those are the two modes. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fair enough. I just don't have time to play. So that's why I didn't get involved. Why do Two more things. Maybe why? Three. Well, Dishonored at the moment. Yeah. Um, still haven't played through Civ. Like, yeah, I, mean, I got to finish something else as well. Um, Titanfall, still want to finish that. Yeah, just I don't have time to start another game <laughs> right now. So I'll wait, wait for Christmas to come around, then I might jump in if you guys are still playing. Fair enough. Well, yeah, it seems like it's it's got a pretty healthy community, so it seems like the sort of thing we can jump in and play whenever. And, uh, yeah, I think it's... It's good with like three of us, but it's. It, I think it'll really kick off with like five plus, which is the numbers that we're starting to get in Battlefield One, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Battlefield's been good. Been playing that. Yeah, shall we talk about that for a bit? <clears throat> uh, if you want, we didn't put that yeah. down, did we? I just did. Um, yeah, I haven't played too much of it. Every once in a, like, every once in a while, I'll jump in the last yeah. week, but not stacks um yeah kind of just when any, whenever anyone else is playing I'll, I'll jump in and play a few games I think I played some on Friday and then some more last night which was fun a couple rounds yep. uh we played when you were there we played what we play the that uh played a couple matches right like three uh yeah we kept getting shifted around teams switched to different teams yeah uh, which was yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, um, basically because our our squad kept coming quite close to the top or at the top the entire time we were playing, and so the game was automatically switching us after every round to the other team to try and yep. get things out. I guess the um, well, it worked once <laughs> because True. before you joined, uh, we were we played a match. Um, 
and we ended up stomping the other team by about 300 points. And I think that's when you kind of jumped in and we got swapped and and uh, we then we finished that round and they got swapped again. And I think by the third swap, it started to even up a bit. Well, the second swap, we started to struggle a little. Um, I don't think we won one of those rounds. The one with the train in the forest, Endor, that map. I yeah, I'm gone. Yeah. I think we got fucked on that one. We did. Yep. Well, I don't think we got fucked. We were we were coming back, and then we just shit our pants. Yeah, well, not we. Obviously, I mean, out. Yeah, we were on point, but fuck. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you'll be like our squad was capping a point, and then all of a sudden, like the whole fucking team is there, and you're like, what the? Why are you not defending the other points, or, or trying to cap other points rather than coming to where we are? We've clearly got this under control. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just super annoying. Uh, it just it seems like some people just don't get the grasp of how they should be coordinating teams. Um, like we were playing a map last night and we were doing pretty well on one of them. Like uh, where there was a good comeback and it's you know you're looking at the points of interest on the map. And you're like, all right, well A's getting capped, so we don't need to go there. We'll go to B and we'll get that one instead. Like there's no point in out five of us rolling over to a point that seems to be out of control like it's halfway capped um yeah just awareness yeah seems to be missing sometimes by a few people yeah definitely i mean the amount of times uh, the amount of times i've like argon forest is the perfect example of uh yeah you like we all bust on through from e to d past c and we'll go cap b yeah b and a <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like we don't fuck we like as a squad of five. If all five of us are in that Discord together, or God forbid, we've got a couple of extras as well uh, playing. Yeah, we d- we don't need everyone else can stay at D and E, and we can pretty much hold uh, fucking B and A on our own. We just keep cycling between the two, but. Instead, as soon as we cap B, fucking everyone on our team will just start spawning at B. Yeah, rather than holding the position. Because, like, at that point, you've got got the advantage, right? You're up. They've got two points, and you've now got four. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, it just doesn't seem to be... Because they're they're thinking, oh, well, C is not capped. Let's go get that. But then they lose the other two points behind them. So, uh, it's just annoying. It is. It is. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's just pub play, right? That's just playing with randos who are idiots. Um, I get grumpy. I get so grumpy at randoms sometimes. They just don't... Yeah, I don't know. Like, the you only need to be on Foul Fortress with a team who insists... On capping the fucking fortress. fortress uh, you don't need to cap that. If anything, you cap the other points and let them keep the fortress. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's so frustrating because everyone just goes sniper and they try to snipe. And it'd be fine if they were getting a shitload of kills, but they're not. So, yeah. Instead, yeah, you just fucking you just roll around in the tank and, and get the other, the other cap, the other points. That is generally what I do. As soon as I see my fucking shithole team failing to push any single points, I will just go in a light tank and rack up kills because fuck it. 
I just, I don't know. I just don't like doing it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is there supposed to be some sort of update coming next week or soon? I this week. This, this week. week. And it needs to come, man. Uh, it needs to come sooner rather than later. It shouldn't have, like, if I could, if I could do anything, I would readjust my score for Battlefield uh, based on how long it has taken them to fucking update because a month and a bit is too fucking long. Uh, yep. I guess not a month and a bit. Yeah, it's a month and a bit. A month. A flat month is too fucking long for, um, yeah, this update to come. It's just too long. And it's annoying. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Hmm. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about Watch Dogs or Dishonored? Watch Dogs? Watch, Still dogs. watch dogs. Real I, quick. I haven't played much of that. That's only just come out. Yeah. Uh, I played a bit. Um, something that bugs the fuck out of me about this game is, like, they've done this thing, right, where I don't know if how much you've played. How Zero. much you played? Zero. Okay. I'm so, waiting for the PC version. You start and you do like a sort of a tutorial to tell you how to hack, which isn't completely unnecessary because... Press X. It, no, it's L1. L1 to hack. Um, so I guess maybe it's a little bit necessary. But uh, you work it out pretty quick. Um, and yeah, once you've, like, once you've done that, once you've learned that, you're dumped into the open world. And uh, I don't know. Hey, it's... Like, the first thing it does is it tells you to go buy some pants because you hooked up with some chick the night before and you lost your pants or some shit. I don't know. I couldn't really work it out. Uh, so, you got to go buy some pants. You go buy some pants for 400 fucking dollars because uh, you whatever. They some uh, pants. San Francisco living is not cheap. And, uh, like, I'm at this pants, the closest pants shop to me, to where I'm at, right? And there's this objective, this thing that I can acquire uh, and it's on the roof of this pants building. And so I work, I I, like puzzle over how to get up there for fucking ages until eventually I work out, well, I guess I can't get there until I'm able to hack a forklift. Apparently I can't hack a forklift yet. And so I just, I, I go, I leave. I don't hack this fucking forklift. Um, I go, I continue the story a bit. I gain the ability to hack a fucking forklift. And I return and I hack the forklift and up I go. And then uh, I, I come across another thing and it's apparent that to get in to this place, I need a little Rainbow Six drone. And so I go back and I do the fucking missions again until I got a fucking Rainbow Six drone. And then I return and I do it. But every time I'm learning this shit, it's after I've done like 90% of, I've solved 90% of the puzzle. The only thing I need to do involves this one thing that I haven't fucking unlocked. And it'd be like if you're in a fucking Metroidvania thing, like in Metroidvania games, like, I think my favorite of all the metroidvanias apart from darksiders one uh is um castlevania symphony of the night 
And Castlevania Symphony of the Night, every time you're in an area, like if every time you're in a position where you could probably get like to a different area of the castle, right? You can't even begin to get to that area of the castle until you have the required tools. Mm -hmm. It won't be like, oh yeah, you can jump all the way up to this fucking door where the door is locked unless you can double jump into it. No, it'll be like, you cannot double jump so you cannot reach the fucking platform to begin entering this fucking this area. Mm-hmm. On, so as, as if you don't have the tools required to solve the area, then you cannot enter the area. Yeah. But Watch Dogs 2 isn't like that at all. It's like, well, you can come here. Yeah, fucking do it. Puzzle your way through. Like, fucking sneak your way through this fucking area full of heavily armed motherfuckers who can all shoot and kill you in, like, two shots. To it, to it. And then once you get to the fucking door and you realize you can't get in without a fucking drone, well, I don't know, too bad, so sad. Like, fucking jog on. Uh, come back when you're better. And that is just fucking shit. It's so fucking garbage. And it happened multiple times to me. Every time. And, like, it got to the point where, like... A, there was one puzzle that I gave up on and then I'm like, nah, I can't even work out what stupid fucking upgrade I need to solve it. So I must be doing something wrong. I go back and I fucking, I finally worked it out. So I was writing off puzzles based on the idea that I mustn't have the tools required, which that's, that's Watchdog's fault. Right, I should not have learned that behavior. If I'm a rat in a maze, right, then they taught me that sometimes, just for fucking no reason at all, the cheese is electrified. That is on them, okay. But second of all, it's just a fucking shit. Like, it just means that I'm not going to do puzzles. I'm not going to do puzzles until I'm fucking super hacker. I'm fucking Mr. Robot. Because mm-hmm. what the fuck is the point? Until I've unlocked everything, there's no fucking point. I'm just wasting my fucking time. Yeah. It sounds like bad design. It is. And it just turns the massive open world game where you can, like, sort of do whatever you like, however you like, and, like, roam around and find new shit to explore and new missions to unlock and stuff like that. It just turns that into, well, no, I'm, I better just do the main missions so I can become a super hacker and then I can go do these other missions at my leisure. Yep. That's super shit. That's terrible. It's a terrible fucking way to, yeah, breadcrumb your fucking game. Anyway, that's bugging the shit out of me in Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> how, how far in are you? How many hours? Two. Two. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Not that far. No. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But I, you- I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm inclined to play it anymore. I'm not being... I'm not reviewing it, so... I don't know. Like, on PS4, it drops so many fucking frames when I'm driving. It's really... I And I have forever not really given a shit about frame drops. But it does it enough that it's noticeable. And it does it... And, like, if, I'm, if I could play fucking Battlefield 1, which looks gorgeous and never drops frames... <laughs> Yeah, I may as well just be doing that instead, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm waiting for PC release, basically. Yep. So that's soon. 
We'll see. Um, all right. Should we talk about uh, Dishonored 2 then? Uh, yeah, let's do it. That's the uh, last week's big game. Last week's up. big game, yeah. <clears throat> um, your review's got up now, uh, so you reviewed this. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on it so far? Are, are, are you done? Are you like, completely done with it? Yep. Okay. I finished finished it for the second time as uh, Corvo. I could probably go back in, but I doubt I will. Um, yeah. Amazing. Spectacular. Must play. Uh, provide it works on your system. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. Like I have I have issues with it. Uh, it's a glowing review, but uh, I have some pretty hefty issues with it. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about the positives. <laughs> sure. <laughs> then. Um, so you played as Emily first, was it? I think a lot of people, it sounds like, has been playing as Emily first. Uh, yeah, which I think is the best way to do it uh in my opinion i mean i don't think the story i don't think it really matters story-wise whether you play as emily or as corvo first uh and i don't think to be honest having finished it as corvo for the second time i don't even think it matters that my like it's definitely because they've done such a good job of world building um it's definitely worth playing as Corvo because you get a lot more out of the world as Corvo uh, if you've already played as Emily. But uh, to the like, it's not. I don't think it's imperative that you play as Corvo to get the full idea of the story. I didn't really feel like I gained that much more from the story by playing as a as the second player i mean yeah there's a little little bit of extra shit but mm. uh, mostly it's just a completely different game essentially i mean it's, it's still set in the same world same levels all that kind of shit but playing a score you have to solve everything a completely different way which is awesome like well not everything but almost everything a completely different way by the end of my run as emily uh because i'd sort of just lent into the fact that I was definitely getting a high chaos ending. Uh, okay. I I was able to just domino link four people together and then I just shoot one of them in the fucking head and then I just like walk through. Done. Like pretty pretty baller. Uh, surely terrifying for anyone to, who was watching. There's a level where you go through this giant fucking palace and there's heaps of heaps of civilians in it. And uh, I just, I think I got spotted and uh, my autosave saved me <laughs> just after I'd gotten spotted. Yeah. And so I reverted. And uh, my last save before it was some nine minutes prior. Uh, and I was like, ah, fuck it. Everyone dies. That's it. You know what? <laughs> Everyone fucking dies then. And uh, so, yeah, like fucking, I don't know, 56 people died in that fucking building. And it was just uh, littered with fucking corpses. Um yeah, it was just one of those things where, yeah, uh, playing as Corvo, going through it again, uh, not being able to link people together, like even when I wanted to kill people, because even even when I was because I was playing as Low Chaos on my second play, um, even when I wanted to just sort of take shit easy and not uh, kill people, when I was like specifically goal oriented to not kill people. Uh, I'd still get into like a, a bit of a thing. Like I'd just get tired 
of hiding yep. sometimes. And so as Corvo, I just stop time and like position people in front of their own fucking arrows or like shit like that. Just fucking dead. Everyone dies. And then I'd revert to the save game before the encounter and do it properly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's just that's one of the problems I had with Dishonored was that it's so much more fun to be a fucking magic murder assassin than it is to go through really stealthily. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it's a, it's because the stealth isn't really that great. No. I, I hate to say this. And I'm sure any mad, crazy thief fans will hate me for saying this, but uh, I think we are at a point where like, I don't think the cover system in Deus Ex was particularly good, mm-hmm. but by zooming out to give us a uh, 3D, uh, sorry, not 3D, a third-person look at the world when in cover, mm-hmm. Deus Ex, uh, the new, uh, obviously, newer Deus Ex games uh, had significantly more satisfying stealth because you were able to see what the fuck was going on behind a fucking wall. And the reality is, right, when you're stuck with a very um, rigid leaning system, and this one has leaning, but it's it's rigid. Right. When you're stuck with a rigid leaning system uh, and when the enemies can see you when you're fucking leaning, mm-hmm. then you're in a situation where you will be staring at a fucking wall a lot. You'll peek out, you'll work out where they are, You'll, like, learn their fucking, the guards' paths. And then once you've learned their paths, staring at a wall like, 95% of the time, yeah. you'll go out and do what you need to do. And Yeah, because you're, yeah. like, counting, like, in your head uh, <laughs> seconds to figure out, like, where roughly they'll be in the, you know, on their path. Exactly. Exactly. But if you can, like, just hit cover, go into third person and see what's going on. And the reality of the situation is... Yeah humans don't have the fucking tunnel vision that video game characters have like even like even with the widest field of view possible in dishonored you are still like fucking you've still got blinders on compared to what a human is capable of seeing and yeah it's it's fucking tough it's way too tough it's it's like tough to the point of tedium, which means that like as Corvo, uh, to do stealth, I just I the first power I unlocked was fucking dark vision, which allows me to fucking see through walls and see where they can see and shit. Yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. I, I didn't need to upgrade it beyond the first thing. I didn't need to be able to see where robots would be because robots make enough fucking noise. I didn't need to see where like uh alarms would be or anything like that because i wasn't planning on being around for the alarms but um yeah like you just have to fucking you have to be able to see people and that's why the third person mechanic the the cover mechanic in deus ex i mean like i said cover mechanic wasn't fucking perfect and it should be we should be at a point where cover mechanics in all games are fucking perfect uh because we've had enough time but there's still some that are way too sticky for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, the function that the cover mechanic provided, which was that drawn out third person view, 
is exactly what you need for stealth, I think. It just reminds me of um, when I talked to Mark Scaife. Uh, he told me he never fucking... He never races in, in driving games in first person because he would never be that restricted yeah. in real life. And so he feels like he can't see anything. Yeah, well, I guess until... Like, if you were to give him a VR headset, he might change his mind, right? He might, yeah. But because you can't do your little micro adjustments of your head yeah. in a video game. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Anyway, so... um yeah, so the stealth, I I'm not a huge fan of the stealth thing to some extent. Yeah, especially when, like, stuff that I've really had a problem with is um, just, I guess, the enemies spotting you in weird situations, like, with the leaning, or they'll just randomly hear you in some instances, or um, there's weird stuff that I've noticed, like, I don't know if you've found this happen as well, but when you get spotted and then they come running at you. Sometimes it just spawns in a second guy automatically. And it's like, where the fuck did this other person come from? And they'll be right behind them. Um, And I've tested that a couple of times being like, where the fuck is this second person coming from? Um, Because I can only see one. And what I would do is I just basically reload the save game and look around the area and be like, there's only one fucking dude here. Um, And then sometimes like, I would get spotted again, but there would be no second person that shows up. It seemed to be really random. Um, that is and odd. It's, and it's not like they're, they're um, I don't know if it's pulling them from a different area, but the, the problem I've noticed is that every time it does it, they're always right behind the first person. Like they're always just there. And it's like, it's super strange. Um, Cause mm. one person I can deal with, like I can go, hit him in the throat or whatever but as soon as there's a second person I'm like let's fuck it reload um, and also because I'm playing as a stealth game and not killing anybody as well mm-hmm. um, so that's quite annoying sometimes Yeah, uh, and just the, the weird sound stuff like you can't I think the audio is not that great in the game um, it's hard to talk oh, definitely not. where yep. like you're hearing things and it's like is that fucking across the map or is that like on the wall beside me, it's yeah, it's just hard to tell sometimes where where these noises are coming from, um, and I think that can be super important, especially for a, yeah, it's a stealth game. Like you're supposed to, sound is supposed to be really important to kind of gauge where everybody is around you, and when that's um, especially in a first person only one, because it makes up for not being able like, to see around corners exactly. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, like you can get. Um, you can get the upgrades. I know Emily has them, uh, where you can kind of see through walls and see vision cones and that yep. sort of stuff. View pathing. Um, I haven't gotten to that deep in in that actual up- upgrade, but both Corvo and Emily have that one. Have the same thing. Yeah, and if you're doing if you are doing the locale stealth run, get it. It's I guarantee you, it's the only way you get through it, man. Like just upgrade that now. Which one? The Dark Vision, it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dark Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Just upgrade that one. That is like, and that I think that's a huge problem is that it is fucking of critical importance. Uh, that specific skill is like essential for a successful stealth run, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so as you were saying. Yeah, as I was saying, I just don't think the stealth in it yep. is that, I don't know. It's not that great. Um 
Yeah, especially like the benchmark, and I said this a couple of weeks ago with, um, I think Mafia. Was it was it talking about Mafia or something else? I'm not sure. Um, but uh, like Metal Gear Solid, I think is set the benchmark for stealth games. Mm-hmm. Um, and when your only option is to really sneak up behind people and um, you know choke them out or uh, use like your very limited. <laughs> amount of ammo for sleeping darts which is super annoying because mm-hmm. um, that is something I probably use a lot but I've only got five bullets and uh, I tried upgrading them but it upgraded my silly it upgraded my uh, crossbow ammo instead because they're different um, and I'm not using crossbow I'm, I'm using it's I think it's technically called a sleeping dart so I've only got five of them um, so then I went down the, the path of upgrading the uh, like the domino stuff where you can link the enemies together and what you do to one causes all the others to happen so I could just chain up three people and either sleeping dart one of them or choke them out and all the others would fall Uh, but yeah like that still stuff I'm like yeah whatever I'm still having a lot of fun with it Um, I think the world the actual level design is is pretty amazing Uh, I've spent you know hours three hours in some levels just walking around looking for all little bits and pieces like you'll run into characters on some of them and they'll send you off to do a um you know go check out this building i've heard there's something in here and you kind of run off and do that that's kind of cool um so yeah i think the way and kind of like the layout of it it's not it, it seems like it's it's very linear but it's not like it's trying to take you to a direction um but there's all these different pathways to try and get there and I never feel like I'm lost. I kind of always have an understanding of where I'm going. And especially in like, uh, I can't remember the, the actual mission name, but it's the one where you're, you're basically trying to rescue, um, somebody. And, uh, it's the first time you encounter, encounter like the robots and like yep. the walls move. And it's like this whole, um, the clockwork mansion. Yeah. It's like this whole mansion that is, it's moving around you every time you pull a, la- a lever uh the walls are, are moving up and down and different bits and pieces are kind of deconstructing themselves um and during that actual level it's like this huge area but i never felt like i didn't know where i was i always had an idea of where i was going um which was kind of cool yeah uh, and i think um yeah, I think that that design is really well done. I've never, I, I've never gotten to a spot where I'm like, "Fuck, I don't know where I'm supposed to be going," uh, which I think is really well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the only thing I'm not, I'm a bit weird on is as well in terms of mechanics is the rune systems is a bit strange. How so? Um, I just don't know what they add to the game. Some of them, just oh, uh, you mean the bone charms? Yeah, the bone charm, sorry. Um, yeah, it's just like some of them are... I just don't have an idea of how much I'm getting out of it. Like, it'll give you just random wording. There's no actual numbers or anything behind it. It's just like, you'll get a certain amount of health back for doing this. It's like, okay, well, uh, how much health am I getting exactly? Is that worth more than the mana one? Or um, there's no like just numbers behind any of this stuff. It's kind of just, you got to do it and see if it works for you or not. And, uh, I guess because the, the play style I'm playing, some of that stuff just doesn't, it's not meaningful for me. So 
I what I, I'm doing is just loading up on all those bone charms. And when I get to a point where I'm maxed out, I'll just deconstruct one of them and throw them all into a, uh, I'll craft a, a really good one uh, and then grab all those bonuses and put them into one charm and off I go. I just start the process again. Um, and I'm like five levels in, I think, at the moment, five missions. So yep. I'm not... I'm not getting to a point yet where I'm like, I've got too many bone charms. I need to figure out what I need to be using. Yeah. Um, I just seem to be collecting them and then crafting them into a, into one that's got all these different properties attached to it. So I don't know where that, where that game mechanic is at the moment. There just doesn't seem to be one. Uh, that could be though, because I've picked that, um, that perk or, or have upgraded that perk maybe if you're if you don't choose that then you've got to kind of you know decide what you want to go with but i'm not really seeing huge benefits out of that stuff at the moment yeah uh, I, I guess is what i'm trying to say is that i don't really understand why that's in there for the time being because they, they do seem like very small and minute uh you know additions to what it does for me benefits uh in general they are there are a couple i think they're the black bone charms Mm -hmm. but you can only like you can't break those down so by the end of both my games i had five black bone charms and five four stacked bone charms like that i'd created myself and i just sort of use those um i don't yeah there's there's some Slightly quirky things. Uh, I did. I had a really interesting combo. I can't remember what it was. I had one really interesting combo that I thought was sort of, uh, I don't know, like not game breaking, but just sort of really peculiar. Um, I just can't remember. The, it was in my Emily run, so it's been a while. Uh, it's been an entire run through the game. Um, and I didn't, I think I didn't get the same bone charms. So I didn't go for all the bone charms because, like you say, they're not super essential i guess yeah um but uh yeah in the um i did try to stack there's a bone charm ability that allows you to um regain mana while you're underwater and there's a black bone charm that allows you to uh you lose when you run out of Health. Air, uh, you lose mana instead of health or yeah. before health. Yeah, I've got that one. So I tried, I made like a bone charm with four of the gain mana while underwater, mm-hmm. like just four stacked. And then I made a, um, and then I put the, yeah, lose mana. And I thought maybe I'd be able to stay underwater forever. Yep. By doing that. But um, I was wrong. Yeah, okay. That, that was not the case. Um, so yeah. you still lose uh, mana. Yeah, you, you lose mana faster than you can regain it. So yeah. yeah, and I guess if you had those numbers I was talking about, you could work that out. But because they're not there, you're kind of just guessing exactly how yeah. much you know what you're getting out of there. What are the benefits? Yep. Um, yeah, but anyway, like the I think it's it's a very well made game. Uh, I don't know. Like it seems to be play. It plays very safe. It's not doing anything crazy and ridiculous, and com- compared to the first game, um, yeah. I think it's just it's just more of the same, but a, you know, done a bit better. It's definitely done a lot better, except for the sound design. Yeah. Um, but on the on the other hand, um, I don't know. I think it might be a little uncharitable. Just call it more of the same. I I, I don't know. 
I just think that the addition of Emily, that what Emily brings to the table uh, with her skill set brings way more than just more of the same, you know? Uh, Well, I think what I'd probably need to play through him a second time, and I do want to. Yeah. Um, just to kind of get an idea of what's really different, because I don't really recall what uh, that first game was like. I remember I didn't like it because... Sorry, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as everybody else because of the blink ability. I just thought it was too cheap. Um, yeah. That was one of the things that I didn't really... Yeah, I, I just it just felt like a too easy way out of certain situations. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's like it's it's a really fun game. Apart from the fact that I'm playing it on PC, uh, and that's really been <laughs> a, oh, a struggle. Um, yeah. I stopped playing it on Saturday night because I just couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and I can see that there's a really good game there, uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to ruin that experience. Basically, yeah. Uh, I did. You know, I did that with um, <clears throat> with Batman, and I yeah. walked away from that game just not liking it at all. Uh-huh. Uh, and I know that it was probably a good game uh, and a lot of people no. did like it, but they were wrong. They were wrong. Um, <laughs> but it just completely like, man, did that deflate that game for me because of the the technical issues. Um, and unfortunately, that, that's what's happening with the PC version right now. Yeah. Uh, there's. I think you're playing it on PC, right? Yep. And I'm having literally no problems. No problems. I'm playing it like... On Ultra at 120 frames per second. Yeah, so I'm playing it on um, medium at the moment <laughs> between 70 to 40 frames. Yeah. Um, most of the time when I'm... Like, at the start of the game, I actually didn't notice it. It, was, it wasn't until I got to the the outdoors, like the main part of the game where you start going outdoors and going yep. into different areas. Where I was like, holy fuck, this it's just tanked all of a sudden. Um, like on the boat, I get like a hundred and something, but as soon as I leave that boat, it's just, just disappears. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of technical problems. It's, it's widely known that this is an issue. Uh, I'm running a, a, you know, more than specced PC, um, a, a 980 i7. Uh, it's, it's auto detected that it should be running at high and I had to turn stuff down. Yeah. Um, mainly because uh, I just wanted to try and get it cl- as close to 60 as I could. And, yeah, it's just not happening at all. Uh, Nathan's have having the exact same experience. Lots of people are having huge issues. Yeah, and you, all you need to do is really is look at the Steam reviews and see that there's a lot of uh, negative comments on there. Um, Harvey yeah. has come out and said that they're working on a patch to fix the performance problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hopefully coming out really soon. Uh, the other main issue that seems to be affecting it is this weird mouse problem. Uh, I think that's tied to the the uh, frame rate issues as well, the performance. So what's happening is you'll be, because it I, doesn't sound like you've had it, um, you'll be looking around the environment and the mouse sensitivity is basically changing all the time. Like It's like a weird mouse smooth- smoothing issue. Uh, yeah. um, so I think it's tied to so- something with the frame rate. So as the frame rate is going up up and down, the, um, the, the sensitivity is kind of changing. So all of a sudden you'll be m- moving in a direction and then it'll like either slow down or speed up really quickly and it just throws you off completely while, um, while you're trying to do stuff. So yeah, between that and the frame rates dropping below 60 all the time, you know, when you're trying to mm. do stuff. Uh, and I've had some instances where 
it'll drop below 10. It'll just all of a sudden just tank completely for about three or four seconds. Uh, and then it just picks back up again. So I don't know why. It's not like I've, you know, quickly spun around and looked at a new era. I'll just be walking around and it just completely drops. Um, and Nathan's had that exact same thing happen as well. Yeah. So it, it seemed we it seemed to be when it first came out that it was related to the uh, anything that wasn't a Series 10 graphics card, uh, NVIDIA graphics card. But there was also seemed to be reports on there of people with like 1060s and 1070s having a lot of weird issues as well. Um, same sort of stuff. So not really sure why that's happening at the moment. Yeah. So, but you're running a what, what 1070 as well? 1070. 1070. Uh, yeah. I5 2500K. Um, and so, I mean, first of all, I think it just goes to prove that the uh, i5 2500K is basically the best of all time, the best little, like, like fucking chip that ever could. Because that, that thing's fucking. It's nearly six years old. It's ridiculous. And it's still balling the fuck out. It just doesn't give a fuck. It's still going, which is awesome. Yeah. So that, that's weird, right? Like, like you're running an i5-1070. I've got a i7-980, which is like equivalent to a between like a 1060 and a 1070. Yeah. 980. And you're running it on ultra. Yeah at 120 and i'm running it on medium getting mm-hmm. 45 to 60 like there's something it's not very right. very odd yeah there's something not odd right there um and people have dug up things like the cpu utilization is running at low a low priority okay. um and if you try and change it to high it just the game just changes it back to low um <laughs> but to get around that you've got to download like extra software to to fix that but i've tried that i don't see any benefits yeah. Um, at the moment changing that maybe there is like a couple of frames but it's not it's not like holy fuck this is i'm getting an extra 20 frames out of it um i've i've tried doing things like turning off anti-aliasing uh and that just makes the game look like shit so i i, I shouldn't have to be turning off all these graphic settings just to make it playable I'd rather them fix the game, fix the performance problems, uh, get it working, get it, get it to a state where it's it's working for for people, um, and then I'll go back and play it because, yeah, it's just otherwise it's just not it's just going to ruin it for me, <laughs> and I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, and it sucks because it, yeah, it seems like an awesome game. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like saying that, I've put in like eight hours. <laughs> trying to play it this way yeah uh, and I, i've still i really enjoyed it like a lot i think it's i think it's awesome but i just thought man i've just got to in order to consider this sort of stuff for especially with like game of the year coming up and mm-hmm. like i just want to be in a good mindset because I, I in its current state i'm just like no i just don't think it's in that top five at the moment because of just how it runs yep yeah, and that sucks. Yeah, man. Um, you're, you said you're up to the Clockwork Mansion? I'm um, past that. I'm Where oh. am I now? Fuck. Uh, yeah, Mission 5, I think. Did you go to the Black Markets in uh, that yeah. area? In the mansion? Like before the Clockwork Mansion? Um, 
what happens because I think I've been to all the black markets. Uh, there's a there's a dude called Paolo. Uh, yes, and he's the one that's like, there's a is that that someone's trying to break in? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did that. How fucking cool was that bit? I thought that was fucking amazing. I I was just I was enamored with that bit. Well, I didn't. I, well, was there something to do there? <laughs> I kind of just went in and, and uh, knocked them both out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you could have gone and gotten a whale oil tank. And then put it there and did something. And yeah. robbed the black market. I figured that, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm a good guy, so. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm a good guy that just chokes people out. Yep. I never found the key that they used to get in and out. So I had to work out how to get a whale oil tank into that fucking house area without having, like, a key available, which yeah. was there was a, a dispenser, wasn't there, on the map somewhere? Uh, there was a dispenser over at the, like, train, yeah, the train station bit. that you need to, needed to go to. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured you had to do. But, uh, like, but I didn't have the key to get in, so I had to, like... I had to use Emily's uh, ability to drag things towards her. Okay. So I had to warp up uh, to the balcony and then I had to grab it and fling it up to me. But if I didn't catch it, uh, it would explode on impact with the wall behind me. And it, if the explosion didn't kill me, then the fall when it blew, blasted me off the fucking balcony would. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty fucking, that was pretty good. I wish, yeah, I wish I had more of that stuff in the game. It seems to have like one or two in each mission. Um, I guess you wish it had more. It's got fucking heaps, man. You're fucking nuts. I reckon the levels are huge, and there's yeah, so much huge. content. There's a lot of stuff to. I just yeah, I I would like to have little more bits and pieces throughout there. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else to say about that? Yeah. Uh, no. No, I'm uh, probably talk about it more next week. I hope if this patch drops. Yep. Um, I'm hoping it's this week. It sounds like they're trying to get it out soon, but I think they're rushing for it. Yeah. Yeah. I just and I hope it doesn't turn into a situation with like Batman where they put a patch out and it really doesn't fix anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hope so. It does sort of go to sort of. I mean. You know, Bethesda said, hey, look, Doom was a great release. You can trust us. Yeah. And then this happened. Yeah. I don't know. And that's the thing, right? They're running on the same engine, aren't they? Is this not id tech? Yeah, it is. It's a variant of id tech. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't... Because that ran amazingly. And, like, I'm playing fucking Battlefield... A 64-player multiplayer game on high or ultra. I'm not sure. Yep. I think it's high I'm running on at the moment. Uh, yep. At 1080p, it, like a solid 60 easy. Uh, and, and Battlefield is a way more prettier game than fucking Dishonored. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, so. I've been noticing I'm getting, I'm getting frame drops in Battlefield recently, though. I don't know why. I think it's certain maps, like Argon, uh when there are shitloads of people clustered together. But I was playing Argon today and it dropped to like 35 or something. Maybe it's, I don't know, God forbid, it's heat. Yeah. 
uh, and the like the days are getting hotter and so it's struggling a bit more but fuck me rough yeah anyway alright should we do some news then sure let's do it cool uh, sorry I'm just <laughs> trying to bend down because I'm standing up um, weirdo Hideo Kojima is coming to Australia for next, RTX next year yeah RTX next which year, is Rooster yeah. Teeth Expo Yes. Yep. Um, kind of big deal. Kind of, yep. Are you excited? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. Am I going to get to talk to him? Probably not. So why not? Why would I? Uh, you do know the PR people behind it, so I'm sure you can it's line true. something up. I will try to line something up, but uh, yeah, it seems like he's here for a specific purpose so I don't know if I'll get to I do you know, know what that is yet uh what to talk about uh talk to game over Greggy or something oh okay he's on a panel or something at RTX at the Rooster Teeth Expo doesn't he have a game to make like what the fuck is this guy doing uh I don't think there's any pressure for him to finish that game anytime soon cause it looks like the I don't know insanity shit or some shit I don't know anyway uh yeah you could talk about esports in Metal Gear <laughs> totally that'll be good <laughs> what does he think about it will yeah, his how- game how's, how's his new game gonna cater to esports <laughs> yeah yeah uh are you like aiming for esports oh no you never aim for esports oh okay is that why you did all this work? Because you don't think it should be an eSport. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Anyway. Now your PC sounds like it's going to take off. It's it's really getting up there, eh? It's hot in this room. It's dropping it frames. Yeah. It's dropping frames again. Crazy. Um. Anyway. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege has a new update two. out. Uh, yeah. Is, Red Crow's not out yet, is it? Uh, no, I was going to say it has a new update out this week. <laughs> Um, yeah, a Japanese update. Yes. Um, so there's going to be a new map called Skyscraper. Um, two new operators, and I would guess a bunch of maybe balance changes. I'm not sure. They did say that they were going to change weapon penetration, didn't they? That's the only thing that I've seen that I can remember. Uh, weapon penetration will be based on caliber now okay yeah so maybe I think they might be doing this to balance SMGs a little to make SMGs less like rapid firing sniper rifles uh, and more like I don't know I suppose personal defense weapons or whatever Um, yeah I don't know I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two new operators. Well, one of them is going to be a, a, on the defending team called Echo. Uh, she? No. He, I think. I can't tell um, from that sure. picture. Could be two ladies. Um, has a, a drone. So, defender with a drone. Um, it'll be a flying drone that can also, from what it seems to be, uh, will be able to stealth and go... Like a camouflage type thing. Sure. 
Um, don't know what else it does, but there you go. Um, and then the attacking operator um, will have a weapon that will be able to, I guess, take out or put holes into reinforced walls. So, yeah, two, um, two strange operators. I don't know. Maybe they're running out of ideas. Maybe yeah. they're getting gimmicky, you know? Yeah, because, like, I, I especially don't like the drone operator yet. Um, just the sounds of it doesn't seem like a good idea. It's just, like, we already had an update with with um, with an operator that had uh, cameras. That seems yeah. to be more, more uh, useful on a drone uh, like maybe not I, like I just I guess we need more info on what exactly it's gonna do and how it'll change the landscape um and then also like the attacking operator being able to put holes in reinforced walls I guess you know what's what's the benefit of that really um surprise attacks yeah I is, guess is really the only thing I can think of but are these holes going to be big or are they just going to be small peepholes? Um, you know, that I feel like they're just going to be holes to kind of just look into and shoot, try and get, get some kills, not necessarily holes to jump through. Um, cause then that kind of just makes people like thermite useless, right? Cause that's their yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to wait and see. And yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're yeah sort of doubling up on shit, which, I know. As much as I'd like to see Aussie operators, I don't really think they should do them if they don't have any more operators. I mean, if they don't have a really solid idea of what they're... Like, if they're just sort of coming up with shit off the top of their heads, I don't think it's worth doing. Yeah, what if you, like, the the Aussie operator hides in a wheelie bin and... Yeah. (laughs) Someone pushes around. What if it's pushed around by a kangaroo? All right. Solid, solid work. Sure. And you were like, oh, no, don't worry. It's just a kangaroo pushing a wheelie bin. Yeah. And so then fucking t- two guys jump out of the wheelie bin. Hop out of the fucking wheelie bin. Brat. Everyone dies. <laughs> Genius. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, year two, they also announced that uh, yes- yesterday, I think. I think it was yesterday. I don't remember. Um, so, yeah, they're going to keep supporting that game. More updates. More operators, more maps over the next year. And a new season pass. And probably a new season pass, but I'm all right with that. I'm all right. I am too, yeah. I would prefer, in fact, after we talked about Call of Duty last uh, last week, this is what I would prefer Call of Duty do, as opposed to releasing garbage. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um... So yeah, that that new update drops this week, and then it'll be available to everybody uh, that doesn't have the season pass a week later. So you'll still be able to play it. Yep, which is good. Um, do you reckon they're going to make it? I, th- I think they're going to make another game, right? They they surely will. I think they're going to do season stage. two and then another game. That's yeah. how I think it'll work. What I don't know is how they're going to. Like, do they look at? doing a free-to-play game or something like that or do they do they just um you know get to a point where they're like they're comfortable with just releasing a brand new full version game because uh, they've got a you know a lot of people that played it now maybe they can get away with it and yeah 
see how it goes. Uh, like, I don't know. I think I I definitely think they do another game. There's no doubt in my mind. It's just been too popular. Um, you don't hear fucking anything about the division having a you know a second year yet. Yeah, true. <laughs> or any updates about that. Like it's so quiet. Yeah. Mm. Yep. All right. Uh, Watch Dogs Two. This is something you put in there. It has a hidden teaser in one of the missions, right? Uh, yeah. So there's a mission that you can do. Uh, I've done the mission. Uh, um, it's called like Ubi Hack or something. And uh, yeah, basically you go in, uh, you go through all the steps to hack them, uh, get all the required updates you need to your character to be able to fucking hack them. And uh, once you hack in you get a teaser for a new game coming from Ubi San Francisco, I think it was. Uh, and yeah, uh, it's a space game. And it's sort of pitched as this, um, I don't know, this leaked E3 like vendors video. Um, I think it looks real. You don't think it looks real, do you? Uh, I haven't actually. Does it have any audio? No. Okay, because I list. <laughs> I watched it with the sound off. Yep. And it didn't really do much. It just seems like a. Uh, there's not much happening. Some sort of space thing, maybe some No Man's Sky type influences, and a bunch of uh, cylinders floating around in space. Yeah, I was getting a bit of a Kerbal Space Program type vibe off it as well, and I don't know. I think. I don't know if I don't know if I'm excited for the game, but I think it's a exceptionally cool way to leak a game concept. If it is, yeah. If it's real, I think it's real. Assassin's Creed in space. Assassin's Creed in space, uh, which you know it's about time. If anything, um, the other goofy Ubisoft thing that they've got in um, in Watch Dogs Two is uh, their Uber. Okay. The Uber in the game is called Driver SF. Uh, uh, okay. Yep. After Driver San Francisco, which is, yeah. It's, you know, goofy and cute and that's about it. Mm. But, yeah. Uh, I think it looks... I, I don't know. It's it's a very, very intriguing way to tease a game if the game itself I, like, don't know anything about. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think it looks that much like No Man's Sky. Um, um, I think it was just the fact that the planets were weird colors. Sure. <laughs> and it was in space. I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. I only watched it once, so I, I just kind of... I, I need to watch it again. Yep. Anyway. Um, anyway. The last piece of news we put on here was about EB Games. And, yep. And uh, Joe has written EB Games bullshit on here. <laughs> Oh my god, they just, it's just such a, oh god, could they stop it, you know? Like, please, just fucking end me with this shit. They're trying to sell the NES Mini, I don't know why people are buying the NES Mini, because, uh, like, the NES, it wasn't that good. It's one of the greatest consoles ever made, Joe. Um... Like a SNES Mini, I'd fuck. I get it, right? Like I get it if you're getting a fucking SNES Mini, that makes sense to me. But a NES Mini, eh, I don't even know what you like. What thirty games would you even put on a SNES Mini? Good Shit. fucking luck. Good luck all picking thirty. Yeah, just, just all of them. They're all just, fucking great. 
Well, that's that's. The I thing. don't think there's a bad game on that system. I don't think so either. Um, there definitely is though. There one hundred percent is. Uh, there are some stinkers, but um, yeah, uh, like you could you could have a tiny machine that you paid about eighty bucks for that could play every single SNES game and every single NES game and every fucking Mega Drive game and every Master System game and every fucking Game Gear, Game Boy, GameCube, Wii game, fucking all of them. You can have a fucking system that can do all this shit. Actually, uh, the Raspberry Pi 3 could not run Dolphin Emulator, so forget that I said that. But uh, the other shit, definitely. Um, Yeah. But instead, you're paying a hundred bucks for this fucking because it looks like a fucking NES. Yep. Um, people are going on about how oh the emulation is so perfect. Modern computers, okay, are good enough that your fucking calculator could perfectly emulate NES. Okay, don't give me this fucking oh perfect emulation shit. You're oh, not going to fucking notice the difference uh, between what your fucking iWatch can emulate and what this fucking NES Mini can do because I guarantee you the iWatch it has more fucking computing power okay it's it doesn't matter like we're so beyond what emulators of the fucking Nintendo Entertainment System are capable of yeah. that this no longer fucking matters stop talking about emulation fucking perfectness ridiculous uh, but anyway uh, every fucking day EB Games Puts their site up at 12, and every single day, a billion people log on to try and buy this thing, and they fail because the site crashes instantly (laughs) because EB Games has never heard of fucking scaling infrastructure. And so every single day, Twitter blows up with, oh, EB Games isn't working, and then somehow... By 12.15, EB Games comes out and is all like, sorry, we've sold out of our allocation for today. Come back tomorrow. And you're like, well, first of all, if you motherfuckers have been down for the last fucking hour and a half since like 15 minutes before this fucking sale started, how the fuck, how the fuck are you sold anything? People can't even get your fucking checkout software to work. So that's horseshit. Second of all, why didn't you just sell everything on the first day, you stupid buttholes oh i know why because you're deliberately restricting this shit so that people have to keep talking about you well horseshit just go buy from target people if you're really that (sighs) desperate for a fucking nez mini just go buy it from target they are selling it and they're not stupid dickholes about it so just do that instead (laughs) if you can't bear to fucking buy a fucking raspberry pi and do it yourself just go do that cool Anyway, yeah, that's the news. This is this is the most I have hated EB Games in a long fucking time. I'm, I think what I hate most about it is how much people want this thing. Yeah, There's, I just I don't. The appeal makes literally no sense to me. No sense at all. And you this never is, had a Nintendo job, did you? Uh, I did. No, you didn't. I did. Which one? A SNES and a GameCube, so suck my dick. No, a Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, I didn't have a NES, no. No, well, there you go. Neither did I, but... <laughs> it's because I had the Master System too. The obviously superior machine. It had Alex Kid. What more do you want? 
had Alex Kill built in. Like, come on, fucking Nez. It's subpar. I didn't even I didn't even play the original Mario until I had well and truly finished all of the Super Marios. And I thought the original Mario was shit. Wow. Really? Yeah. What about Mario 2? Uh, also shit. You're crazy. Super Mario Bros. Significantly better. But this is like, this is just Seinfeld isn't funny, right? Like, I came into Mario after having played the Far Superior. It'd be like if you came into fucking, if you went back today and tried to play like Metal Gear Solid 1 after having played Metal Gear Solid 5, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? You know? Like, you'd be wrong in that case. I'm not wrong about Mario, but you would be wrong in that case, Mario. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. Cool. That's cool. the news. That is the news. Um, do we have any emails or anything like that? We have a message on Discord. Discord, okay, sure. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so you can join our Discord by going to the gapodcast.com slash Discord. No question mark. No question mark. Okay. Um, yeah, you can. You made yeah. it sound like a question. Sorry, that's my bad. All right, jump into the lobby channel. Don't sit in the general channel. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should call them different things. Maybe I should call one the welcome channel and the other one the ball pit. Anyway. Yeah, make uh, it, yeah I would change it to welcome. Yep, good plan. Okay. Um, anyway, so Baz writes, uh, you can ask us questions on Discord. It's just a new way for you to ask questions, which is cool. Or to hang out uh, with us and talk. And, yeah, that too. Which is on Facebook, chatting. because Facebook is terrible. Exactly. I can see, yeah, Baz asked. Baz is playing Starbound right now, because uh, it tells you what people are playing, which is annoying. That's when really you- the only reason we want it, is so we know what you're playing. When, you, when you're playing Dishonored 2, and you're not supposed to, like... Uh, have steam showing that you're playing the game yet yeah and uh it's showing that you're playing it for all the world discord showing it for all the world to see you're like oh fuck anyway so that's that's bad but anyway buys asks uh he hasn't really phrased this like a question um okay you gave dishonored 2 a lot of praise in the last episode not sure which platform you played it on but i'm reading that is terribly optimized for pc to the point where people are asking for refunds as more and more games are being released in a poor state on PC, doesn't make reviewing games much more challenging as it may be a completely different experience from one pl- platform to the next. Do you take into account it, uh, it's that it is unplayable on one platform and score it so, or ignore the ways it plays on other platforms? D2 is a perfect example. I think Dishonored 2, it must be, yeah, Dishonored 2. This is a perfect example, as it is also published by Bethesda, who recently stopped sending out early codes, reviewers, and is available on many platforms. As you mentioned previously, they will be punished for this, as there is no chance for you to state that there may be a fix uh, fix this in a future patch before release, when in fact they don't. Keeping all this in mind, I was very surprised you gave it such high praise, and even more so when you put it as a contender for Game of the Year. Interested on your thoughts on the matter. Cheers and keep up the good work. Thank you for the email, Baz. Uh, sorry if we half answered some of your question already. Uh, I swear to God, this first time I'm reading this, so I had no idea. But uh, it is a good question. It, like the the idea, like the concept of whether or not you're supposed to take into account platforms that you haven't played uh, is is challenging because a lot of the time you don't even get 
you don't necessarily get code uh, for the other platforms. Like, it can be a mad pain in the fucking ass trying to get, if you've already gotten a code for the Xbox One version of something, to try and get a code for PC. They can be super miserly about this shit, and uh, it's a pain. Uh, so there are situations where, yeah, your only opportunity is to ask around and see what it plays like on, on other systems. So to that extent, um, no, I don't take into account how it runs on anyone's system other than my own because I can't, I'm reviewing my experience, right? Yep. You're doing the same, right? Uh, okay, sure. Yes, no? Oh, you continue and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll add. Okay. All right. But to that same point and bearing in mind that Bethesda has altered the bargain and pray they don't alter it further. uh, I wrote in my review, which was a glowing review, but I wrote that before I wrap up, I should mention I played using an i5-2500K, the little engine that could, with 16 gigabytes of RAM and on a GTX 1070, and the game ran at a flawless 120 frames per second, and it looked gorgeous the entire time. But many, many other people have been experiencing significant issues with Dishonored 2 on PC, especially people playing on non-Pascal or NVIDIA 10 series cards which appear to be capable of a significant amount of heavy lifting. Now, I wrote that, and I have, I don't think I have ever written such a disclaimer before because it doesn't uh, speak to my own personal experience. It is referencing other people's experience. Okay? So I don't think I've ever written that into a review before, but I felt that I needed to because Bethesda's changed how things work and because... I don't want people to get less than the full picture that I can provide. So if I hadn't talked to Luke and I hadn't talked to Nate and all I'd seen was people on Reddit yapping about how it wasn't working, I probably wouldn't have included it. But it was to the extent that like the the extent of the problems was such that I was seeing two people whose opinions I very much trust uh saying that they were having huge issues and there was a trend that I could notice uh, that I could like identify. Well, a trend so that was I, verified. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I decided that it was worth, worth pointing out. And actually, the other interesting thing is uh, if we had gotten an early code uh, and uh, I hadn't been able to talk to other people who were having problems then I might not have written this, which is a weird little irony. Yeah. But if I had gotten early code and Nate and Luke had been having problems, I still I still would have written something to this extent. Just because I think too often, like you say, like like Baz said, uh, people are getting burned on PC codes. Yeah, because then if you, if you write your review saying, hey, I played this on... Uh, PC and you know that gets published out and you don't imagine anything about it then all of a sudden you've got people on commenting on your article saying hey how come you didn't talk about this I heard it's broken or I'm having all these problems with it um, and it seems to be like a wide it's, it'd be like talking about the Samsung Galaxy Note reviewing that 
and your version didn't explode, but they've recalled all the the other phones, and you saying it's the greatest phone ever made. Yeah. But on the other hand, like they've recalled it, and you know all these people's phones are no, not not everybody's phone is exploding, but enough out there for them to you know be a problem. I think yeah, I think it can be important sometimes to acknowledge that. So yeah, um, what I was going to say is that uh, on Survivor we did a or Ben was doing a reviewing progress, um, and I just jumped into our internal chat and just basically said, "Hey, here are my thoughts on PC." Um, <laughs> just as a, like a here's what I'm experiencing on PC at the moment, uh, and then I get an email from Bethesda saying, "Hey, Luke, we heard you having problems." Um, <laughs> you should try a bunch of this stuff. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Who told you I was having problems? And then I went <laughs> onto the review and I saw that some of my, my stuff was on there. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, like, that's one way to do I mean, the IGN review that Lucy O'Brien wrote yeah. uh, for the game, that in, they did something similar. They had a, a significant chunk of her review is written like not written by someone else just has a addendum uh by someone who was playing it on pc and who was having problems and they wrote about the problems yeah and that person was playing on a i think a 1070 or something weren't they? yeah i think so yeah. yeah who was who said they were had to lower some settings and had weird some weird frame rate problems yep. um so yeah i think i think like having although like in your case you've referred to other people's opinions someone like ben who's put up his review uh and then just also jotted down you know experiences from another writer on the site uh Mm. who's playing on a different platform you know that stuff can be informative to the consumer as well so um you know it can help yeah absolutely and and i guess uh to the last point about how Baz was surprised that I heaped praise upon it and said it was a contender for game of the year. I, so there was a, I was watching the, um, the why is seven a bad score panel from, um, on Twitch from PAX. Uh, I think it's up on YouTube now, but, um, I was, yeah, so I was watching that, uh, today and they were talking about how there's a technical element, to games and so in their opinion well at least in david milner's opinion five means a game works yeah that's not right well i don't don't agree agree. with that i don't agree with it i don't agree with it at all i think that one is a game works and i think everything above that is like about the game you are reviewing the game experience and so it shouldn't always, unless like, except in the, except in the cases of like, uh, the game's function, like directly impacting your experience with it, which of course is your Luke's experience with Dishonored 2, right? Then you like, then it shouldn't matter, right? Um, so if, if a game works, then that is the base level for being considered a game, in my opinion. And anything below that uh, should just get fucking chucked in the fucking dirt. Like, we're talking, like, seven days to die, technically functioned, 
on Xbox, but it was such a giant steaming piece of shit, uh, and it functioned so poorly that uh, I smashed it. But it still functioned, so it got a two. That's how I operate, right? So, to my ex- but I'm, I'm reviewing to my own experience, and I, I'm calling a game of the year to my own experience. The concepts and the execution outside of its functioning, uh, which I didn't have any problems with, any negative experiences with, uh, yeah, Dishonored 2 is so fucking good that, yeah, uh, I still think it's it's up there. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know. Having played through it a second time, I don't know if it's still game of the year. I think Dark Souls three might be back in the mix. Anyway, that's what I got on that point. Luke, any input? Um, no, no. Well, I haven't finished it, so I don't know what we're talking about yet. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. Anyway, great question, Baz. Thanks, Baz. Um. Yeah, like I said, that was from discord uh you can jump in and ask us on our discord as well jump in and play games with us on our discord as well uh provided we're actually paying enough fucking attention the worst two weeks luke to start a fucking discord channel because uh, i've been playing single player games the entire fucking time yeah um now yeah, i guess like in the next couple of weeks we'll get back into it uh once the holidays kick in oh yeah definitely i'm nearly back into it now I think yeah. the Battlefield 1 new patch actually dropped. While we're recording. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I'm literally looking at now to try and figure out if I can find patch notes, but I can't find any. Uh, right. So I don't know what has been changed. Perfect. Does anyone know? Surely someone will know. Let's- I, I'm on the Reddit page and it just seems to be like, hey, there's a patch out, but nobody knows what's cha- like what's it done. Solid. Um, yeah. So... I don't know. I guess we can talk about that next week. <laughs> I guess we'll have to. Um, PC Battlefield 1 has stopped working since the latest patch. Good. Apparently the servers oh, went down. Servers now. were down. Yep. Yeah. yeah and then the patch rolled out. So, and this is just in like the last hour. Uh, all right. Well, let's, let's wrap things up and we can maybe go play some Battlefield. Um, you can email us as well at the GA podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash GA podcast. Twitter.com slash GA podcast or our website, which is the GA podcast.com. Uh, we can go find all the uh, episodes and all other bits and pieces on there. Um, otherwise, we're on iTunes, Android, the Windows still under the gap or the GA podcast. You can search and review us on there. Uh, if you do review us, it helps other people find the show, which is good for awesome. us and other people. Um, and then, yeah, as Job said before, the GA podcast.com slash Discord. If you want to come join our Discord channel, uh, and chat with us or play video games with us or other people that, that listen to the show, uh, get friendly. That seems like a good way to, uh, to jump in there and meet other people. Um, and that's it for this week. I don't have anything going on right now. Um, otherwise, yes, Diviver.com. You can check out what's going on over there. I've written some stuff recently, but nothing in the last week or so. Um, otherwise, my Twitter is twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E, where you can go check out what I'm saying on there, which is nothing exciting most of the time. Sure. Right? Nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, Joe, sure. what do you got happening? Uh, I, um, I am taking on Luke Laurie in the 
Gap Fantasy Basketball League this week. Yeah, off to a good start, I heard. Luke uh, Laurie has um, despicably uh, refused to bench all of his players in honor of my birthday. So, uh, yeah. So I went 0 and 8. 0 and 8 or 9 when I lost? 1 and 8. 1 and 8. Uh, okay. You have James Harden, and yet I still have more turnovers than you. So that's, that's a bad sign. That's a really bad sign. On the flip side, uh, you had, um, what, three more games than me? Yeah. I guess. And uh, I, I'm still beating you in... Um, rebounds. Rebounds. So I'm probably going to win rebounds. <laughs> I would say so. I'm not very good at rebounds. I don't have any dominating rebounders. I should be able to win blocks as well. I should be already winning blocks, to be honest. But Miles Turner had a fucking terrible day. Um, just based on history so far I should win rebounds steals assists blocks and turnovers that should be enough for me to win this fucking week but so far I have managed to fuck up as hard as possible so I don't know could go anyway it's day one it's day one Uh, I think you've got more games than me this week though so maybe we'll see yep I still have three injured players so True. We'll see. I might not have caught, uh, counted that correctly. That's, that's 10 out, <laughs> 10 games I'm missing. True. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Um, yep. Next week, we'll, I guess, talk about more Dishonored, uh, yep. more Watchdogs, because you'll play a bit of that and whatever else we've been playing. So maybe we'll get Nathan on. I don't know. I don't know. That's no, I'm, I, I've talked to um, Dan Hines former editor of GameSpot and uh, current developer of Wildfire. Yeah. And uh, he seems keen on uh, coming on to talk about Dishonored 2. So uh, hopefully we can get him on. We can dive into Dishonored 2 a bit more because I don't know if you know this, but he ran uh, Sneaky Bastards, which was a stealth-heavy website slash magazine. So, um, yeah. And he did a Dishonored magazine. True. So if we can get to if get anyone on to get to the bottom of uh, what's wrong with Dishonored Stealth, in, I'm sure it'll be him. But he seems keen, so hopefully he yeah. can come on next week. He just hasn't finished the game this week. It, does that mean he's not going to be working on his game while he's? I suppose it would be. Yeah, it would be. That. Yeah, I know. Uh, you have to take it up with him when he gets on here. True. Boy, is he going to get earful. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, happy birthday, Job. Um, Thank you. Everybody should send Job presents. Totally. Uh, what's your What's your address? Uh, <laughs> it's Downwardy Avenue, Norrisbury. All right. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. More presents. Um. All right. Just leave them on the road. Yeah. Just arrest them to Jorm. Jorm. So he'll find them. Jorm Girlboy. They'll work it out. They'll work it out. All right. That's it. See you next week. Right. Bye.